1: There are lots of
2: lousy businesses, and there's lots of wonderful businesses.
3: It's the art and science of money. My
4: job has been to try and figure out which is
2: which.
3: It's Hi-Fi Radio from the Global News Radio Studios in Toronto. With Hi-Fi Portfolio Managers, here's Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle. Hello, good morning.
0: Welcome to the show about money. It's a show for you, my good friends. Because I know you want to have more money. Who doesn't want more money? So uh, this is the show about helping you have more money. And I'll tell you, uh, spending money, of course, allows you not to have money. So we want to manage our spending. But uh, those pesky fraudsters are getting savvier and savvier by the moment. The world is going digital. We're getting these emails. We're getting phishing. We're getting scams upon scams upon scams. And as such... You know, uh, these holidays are created by industry. You know, Valentine's Day is probably by the rose industry. And Mother's Day is, of course, very, very important. So no excuse for that one. Father's Day, well, no one cares. But all these, you know, days are created to to help promote industry. So, you know, it wasn't National Pizza Week and... uh, you know, that's not relevant, but this one is. It's called National Fraud Prevention Month. Uh, very, very relevant because uh, fraud is on the uptick, uh, and it's international fraud. And you all know what I'm talking about, um, but it's getting savvier. So uh, we have to uh, stay abreast uh, of changes uh, in fraud type. So uh, to protect you, uh, we have brought in Cameron Fisk. He is a fraud lawyer uh, with Milosevic Fisk. Uh Cameron, thank you very kindly for joining us on Hi-Fi Radio. Please, help the audience not get, what's the word? Duped. Duped. There you go.
1: <laughs> well, I, I mean, and I have a bit of a, a shameless plug here, which is that I really want to focus on the elderly today mm-hmm. uh, because this is obviously something we're seeing all the time in the papers now. And also in my own practice, this is coming up again and again. So there are many different scams that are facing the elderly right now. Uh One of the most common ones, and I think people really need to be aware of this, is the elderly a lot of people experience of course social isolation as they're that they're getting older their spouse may pass away their children move on and a lot of fraudsters will target the elderly in the sense of going door to door and trying to sell them these sorts of things like air purifier systems water coolers all all, all these sorts of um, um, door-to-door tactics they'll show up at the door they'll 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 come off as friendly and agreeable and they'll pressure, in a sense, this elderly person over a period of time to sign a contract that uh, you know forces them to pay X amount of dollars per month on a regular basis. And the minute that the elderly person feels that they've been duped, uh, perhaps after they've entered into the agreement, uh, you know things like shame, will—you know, they'll start to feel shame. They don't want to tell their loved ones. They, they, they feel embarrassed. And now every single month they're being stuck having to constantly pay a charge. And there's actually a way out of these things, which I kind of wanted to talk about.
0: So, so how can they get out of them if, if they bought the air purifier at uh, 38 bucks a month for the next 48,000 years?
1: Exactly. And there seems to be no way out. And and I mean, no, there there is. Under the Consumer Protection Act, there's something very, very important. There's always a 10-day cooling off period from the moment that one is entered into one of these contracts. So one can get out of the contract within 10 days. Another thing is the Consumer Protection Act says that you can cancel a contract up to a year afterwards, provided you didn't receive a written contract, or... Even if you received a written contract, you could still cancel up to a year if there were misrepresentations. And quite frankly, most of the times they're misrepresentations because what people are told is they can get out of it at any time. It's not going to, you know, it's not going to cost as much as it does. And the minute that they actually receive the contract or that they are notified of how much they're paying per month, it doesn't match what they were told.
0: No, no, Jack, this morning threw something at me, which surprised me. Um, there, I, I actually one, once went to a timesharing sharing um, free dinner. Yes. And Kathleen, my wife, said, don't go. I said, sorry, Henry, we're going off for dinner. It's free. My <laughs> kind of a dinner. Right? <laughs> I want a free lunch, after all. And I didn't pay attention in, in economics. <laughs> There's no such thing as a free lunch. So uh, off we went. Uh, the buffet comes out for about 38 seconds. Uh, they wheel the buffet. Uh, away, they shut the doors. You got two sales rep at a round table. You can't leave. And yeah. you're, you're listening through this presentation. But Jack told me that uh, these timeshares. Right? I thought that was like an old concept that went by the went by the way of the dodo bird. Uh, a lot of timeshare concepts are now uh, defrauding. Uh, is it was that the right word? Defraud.
4: That uh, was. I would say that was. Uh, I think one of the top ten riskiest uh, financial frauds going on in Canada right now.
0: Timeshare. I think
4: the
1: median loss in it is about uh, $5,000. Oh,
0: so how how would that work, Cameron? What's the scam there?
1: Well, we've seen those situations again, too. And that ties in not only to timeshares, but also all sorts of investment uh, loss-type frauds. So what happens is, just like you said, you're invited to one of these meetings. There is food. There's free food. There's there's drink and whatnot that you can have. But immediately... uh, uh, you're, you're given a sales pitch mm-hmm. and you're basically told, um, so if we're talking about something like timeshares, again, all, a lot of the thing is always that there's limited time, uh, that you have to um, uh, sign up with something right away, there's a feeling, I suppose, you've been given something for free. So you've been, you know, you've been given this free lunch, free dinner, so to speak. So you kind of feel that you owe the person something. And everybody thinks that this sort of thing is not going to happen to them. It can happen to me. It doesn't, I'm not just, when I came in here talking earlier about the elderly, it can happen to me at 38. It can happen to anybody. You, this is just natural feeling of connection with another, per, with other people. Yeah, it's called
0: and, reciprocity. The, exactly, the reciprocity.
1: Exactly, exactly. And 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 so this is the, this is the thing. And again, Remember what I told you earlier about the Consumer Protection Act. There are actually ways to get out very early on all of these sorts of contracts, but you you have to be aware of that going in.
0: We have Cameron Fisk in the studio. Uh, he's a fraud lawyer. It's National Fraud Prevention Month, and as Cameron just alluded to, if you, if you got yourself into a... Uh, uh, Uncomfortable contract, shall I say, from some door-to-door salesperson. Uh, You have a 10-day cooling-off period you can get out, and even within one year, according to the Consumer Protection Act, if there's any kind of misrepresentation, which more often than not there is, uh, you can get out... uh, Please stay tuned. We're going to learn more about uh, how to prevent fraud from hitting your household. Uh, It's common. It's savvy. uh, You have to uh, remain sharp and informed. And that's what this show is all about, helping you have more money. It's Hi-Fi Radio. It's the Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. Your host, Wolfgang Klein, co-host, co-pilot, Jack Hartle. More of it right after this.
3: Let's take a break. But after, Wolf and Jack will continue their in-depth discussion about money. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto it
0: is national fraud prevention month my good friends don't let anyone steal your money um I don't think Joe Strummers was duped. That guy was too sharp. Um, But you know something? Perhaps if uh, he was still with us as you get older, um, uh, you become vulnerable. There's no question about it. Jack and I saw firsthand um, elderly um, being duped by grandkids uh, frequently and repeatedly. And we told the senior, that said, you are being duped by your grandchild. And... Guilt and emotion and loneliness and uh, perceived friendship uh, all played into it, and the dupe continued time and time again. Uh, Checks being written, money taking out of accounts, assets being transferred, a complete disaster. Um,
4: But a lot of the time, it is the seniors that have the money, right? So mm -hmm. the the younger generation, I'm not saying millennials don't have a lot of money, but... They haven't had time to accumulate it yet. So, you know, grandparents typically, maybe they've sold a house, maybe they sold some vacation property, whatever the case, they typically have uh, the wealth, and it does get transferred over time to the next generation. But the problem that we've seen is that, uh, like you said, it's it's almost like, um, I would call it, uh, well, it's financial fraud or seniors abuse.
0: Yeah, no, and I've seen uh, multiple, multiple examples of it. Uh, we have Cameron Fisk in the studio. He's a fraud lawyer. It is National Fraud Prevention Month. Um, Cameron is with Milosevic Fisk um, great name
1: yes it's, it's easy to pronounce <laughs> <laughs> uh, so
0: uh, Cameron um, tell us how can we uh, again protect the audience what are the red flags that individuals need to be aware of to have them ask additional questions or more important, to shut the door.
1: Well, I, I okay, to, to answer that question, um, I, I've had this one case, and we were actually able to recover a significant amount of the money, but it was an elderly lady living alone, completely different kind of fraud. It was a construction-related fraud. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people come to the door. Uh, they come from the same heritage. They, it was from the same background, same community, therefore trustworthy. They do point out something wrong with the chimney. There's something, a lot of times, a lie, ha, or there'll be a little bit of truth and mm-hmm. a whole lot of lie. So mm-hmm. there's actually a problem with the chimney. Once they start doing the work, suddenly it's, again, it's, what happened in that case was pressure, pressure, pressure. There's 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 more problems. We need to fix them right away. There's going to be flooding. There's going to be water damage. All of a sudden, a $5,000 job becomes $150,000 Oh, it, with this particular person. In fact, we, it, that's it, the math. 100%. And we were able to recover a significant amount of it, but not all of it. But what, again, happens in these, particular, and, you know, and how do you prevent them? Well, again, if you're talking about the elderly and you're talking about perhaps one's own parents or grandparents or, or, or aunts and uncles or whatnot, or even neighbors, is you've got to be checking in. Uh, we, we, maybe we have a, sense of, a bit of a lost sense of community nowadays, but I mean, we've got to be checking in with people and seeing how they're doing because people can become, become very susceptible. Again, we talked about loneliness earlier and uh, very susceptible to loneliness, to social contact, and then again, being pressured. So if you're in that position where somebody comes to you door to door and they're, anything that they're pressuring you to do that has to be done right away or they won't let you get a second opinion, or they don't advise you to get a second opinion, these are red flags right away.
4: Yeah, that, so the pressure of doing it right away, that, 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 that's key right there, eh, Jack? I think so, for sure. I think a lot of common sense, too, just asking normal questions like, who is this person? Do I know them? Like, what are they actually proposing to me? Does it make sense? Like you talk about, you you mentioned you have a chimney and then you're talking about flooding. So it looks like, I think the chimney's up top, the flooding's down below. So what's going on here? So like you said, you want to talk to people that you trust, maybe your family, um, just to make sure if whatever someone is proposing to you actually makes sense. So just asking some of these common questions, I I think is a, a good Start with some uh, fraud fraud prevention,
0: uh, Cameron. How are the authorities made out? I, th- I I caught a story, I guess, a few weeks ago that the 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 Feds uh, here in Canada. Uh, managed to uh lasso a ring of uh fraudsters digital fraudsters yes. um so it, what, what do you think our success rate is for catching because again my sense is a lot of these fraud fraudsters are overseas or in asia uh and part and, of that problem and, and using, well, tele, using telemarketing and 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 digitization to uh, defraud us
4: yeah part of the problem with that digital fraud as well is once you send the money it's one thing if someone comes to your door and you give them a check uh-huh. but once you send a wire overseas Good luck tracing that and getting it back because it's not coming back.
1: And, yeah. and and that's just it. I mean, and even these jurisdictional issues, because you're saying, I, I what, you're, what you're referring to, there's a bunch of CRA scammers that were arrested, I believe, out in Mississauga or somewhere in Peel region recently. But a lot of these cases are overseas. And as you say, I mean, the real issue, you don't necessarily want to be going to the fraud lawyer to try to help you out because by that point, it might be over. You know, the real issue is to stop it beforehand because, like you say, people are overseas. How do you even get them? You're talking then about cooperation between uh, police forces of jurisdiction different jurisdictions it gets very very complex so the real thing we need to do is prevent it from happening to us and and hopefully not having to worry about the ramifications afterwards
4: yeah i think that's like i said that's where a lot of the common sense comes in you want to ask the, the simple questions to see if whatever's being proposed to you makes sense and if you have any questions like you said go to someone that you trust and maybe see what they have to say about it
0: so let's let's now speak about uh, our new world i.e our uh, little portable tablets here. Right. Um, my, 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 my children all have now a portable tablet, a little, little cell iPhone, right? Uh, and my wife is constantly warning them about the amount of fraud that's going to be coming their way uh, and the vulnerability of children. And again, my, my kids are well-grounded, but to, again, take a lonely individual, a lonely child, and the amount of fraud Uh, and beyond fraud that can enter their world. Once again, what are the red flags children need to be aware of, Keep, keep in the top of their mind as they're using their phone?
1: Wow. Well, it's an interesting question with respect to children. I mean, um, because I'm, I'm used to the fine, you know, one of the, one of the things I will say is any sort of texts or emails that are supposedly coming from a reputable organization are a red flag right there, because reputable Scotia bank or TD bank, they're not going to be sending you texts or anything like that, trying to have you verify accounts. That doesn't make any sense. But when you're talking about children, one of the things I've really, really noticed that's, I mean, and it's getting into even darker subjects, but one of the things with children is, um, they're, uh, Communication, like the, what a lot of people are doing now, is they're putting everything in their life online. Mm-hmm. Everything about themselves is on Instagram or on Facebook or, or or even things on Snapchat or whatever. And that is making it easier and easier for fraudsters as well, who may be posing as also, also young people themselves, but they are not young people. They may be trying to get information on that young person's parents. I mean, this is how sophisticated things get. And we live in a culture where we put everything online now, and that is extremely dangerous.
0: Uh, it is National Fraud Prevention Month. Um, If Jack and I can help you not be frauded, you'll have more money that you can invest and, uh, well, enjoy in the future. Uh, So please uh, stay tuned. It's Hi-Fi Radio, uh, Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto.
3: Don't go anywhere. There's more great show after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.
0: Welcome back to the show. It is National Fraud Prevention Month. So let's fight the bad guys. That's what we want to do. Fight the bad guys that are trying to uh, fraud you, of your, defraud you, of your hard-earned money. Um, vulnerable people are most susceptible. Uh, Jack just off her was talking about romance frauds. Uh, were you involved in some romance fraud before there, Jack? No, last year <laughs> we had a
4: guest on. They were talking about it. And we were just saying before how you know vulnerable people are most susceptible to fraud. People want to be loved. And like we were just talking about, digital, on the internet, there's lots of opportunity for unscrupulous people to present you know, romance to people that want to love.
0: Yeah, a great movie I watched on Netflix. I mentioned this to you off air, Jack. Uh, it's not called The Saint, but something saint with um, Bill Murray in it. Um, and uh, he's a drunk, uh, cigarette-smoking, uh, lonely man. Um, and uh, he goes to the uh, ponies and, and bets on the ponies with a little boy. And uh, they win. They hit the. I think the trifecta they picked, and little boy sure. picked the trifecta, and they won thousand dollars. Yeah, big, well, big one. And as as he won the money, uh, some uh, bookies were after him because he owed them money. So he's running through the lot <laughs> with a bag of cash. Uh, so oh, it was someone on his tail? Uh, but you know something? Uh, he made him say, Bill in that movie made a mistake. The most of us don't make mistakes. We're all honest, hardworking people, and uh, it's that potential vulnerability that. Uh, opens the door for bad guys to get into your life and wreak havoc with you, uh, both financially and emotionally, because, yeah, guilt and uh, gee whiz, how could that have happened to me? Embarrassment sets in, which it shouldn't. It really, really shouldn't, but it does. Uh, so red flags abound. We want to help you uh, have a few red flags. Um uh, what was the point? Regula- regulatory bodies, Jack, dealing with reputable organizations, and we got Cameron Fisk, by the way, in studio, fraud lawyer with Milosevic Fisk. So, uh, gentlemen, let's let's speak about that. Uh, who should people deal with?
1: Well, I mean, personally, I I believe that you should be – we're talking about the Mutual Fund Dealers Association of Canada during the break, Registered Insurance Brokers of Ontario. Um, I I think a lot of the times, if you're dealing with somebody who's selling you something, whether it be segregated funds, whether – you know, a lot of these – a lot of the problem is a lot of these industries are unregulated. What about
0: about the Better Business Bureau, by the way? Is that that reputable? I don't think it is.
1: No, I have mixed feelings because the the case that I was involved in, the construction fraud case, they had a great rating in the Better Business Bureau. Yeah. Uh, they still were fraudsters. I mean, I, I, the construction industry, quite frankly, is not really that, is not really regulated at all. And that's a huge problem. Construction, repairs, there's really no oversight body. Um, but So that's where you're probably talking about more about asking questions like we were saying earlier or going to you know family members for second opinions. But if you're talking about more in terms of mutual fund investing or these sites of things, I really think it's a good idea to investigate who's trying to sell it to you. Make sure that they are a part of a, a professional body that can actually be Discipline. So, so
0: here's one for you, Cameron. Yeah. Um. These these mortgages and Jack and Jack and I know this very very well. We have a lot of clients who every now and then will have fifty hundred grand uh, through a lawyer through a law firm. Yes. Who had a client who wanted a second or third mortgage. Um. Have you come across, uh, shall we say, uh, shadow? It's called shadow banking. That whole area where you're not where are not uh, receiving loans through a financial institution. So shadow banking. Um. Construction loans, uh, second, second, and third mortgage lo- uh, mortgages that were situations of fraud, uh, too good to be true.
1: Yes, I i, I mean where where you, or you don't really read the fine print and see just how high the interest rates are, even if the interest rates are illegal. That you still don't necessarily do the research or do that or, or or do the the due diligence while you're actually getting into that. Look, I'm not a big fan. I mean, I appreciate people have to have second and third mortgages and mm-hmm. that the you know this sorts of thing happens, but I'm not a huge fan of them right off the bat because of who. You're you know, you're often dealing with private entities and, and, and not the highly regulated entities. And, and that's, you know, that, that's, uh, that's a problem right there. But, you know, if you're going to do it, make sure you do your due diligence, read the contracts. And I hate to put it this way, but uh, make sure whatever lawyer you get is also competent as well. You know, I, I don't want to sound as if uh, you can't trust anybody. Uh, maybe because I am a lawyer, I have uh, a certain suspicion of practically everyone I deal with because I have to deal on a regular basis with people's lives that are, you know, coming apart. But uh, always do your due diligence with people. Make I, sure to meet but, them. But, especially, I, say, Cameron,
4: I, with, the, with these mortgages, uh, a, good, a good litmus test is the fact that the uh, interest rates right now, if you want a guaranteed interest rate, it's 2%.
1: Right.
4: Okay, so if someone comes to you and says, I've got mortgages, they can be anywhere from 8 to 12%. You have to start, and like I said before, you have to ask some common sense questions. Okay. Are they second mortgages? What's the liquidity on them? Can I get out of them if I want to? Um Who's where are the properties? What type of character is borrowing at eight to twelve percent when I can get a mortgage at two and a half? So some of yes. the common sense questions. And if you're comfortable with the outcome of all those questions, then maybe you can investigate a little bit further. Not to say that you should do it, because again, you're dealing with an unregulated body. Wolfgang and I, we deal with IROC. If someone wants to look us up, they can do it on the website. Yes. Not a big deal. You can see what our education is, how long we've been in the industry. And then if you check out our website for what we do, you can actually see our performance results. All the volatility in there and all the, the returns over time. So lots of stuff that you can background check, guys, like Wolfgang and I. Someone comes to your door trying to sell you a second mortgage, a lot of questions should be asked. But you know, that's
0: a good point, Jack, because I encourage anyone who's about to switch financial advisors, for example, and go to a new financial advisor. Get that person's name. Go onto the IROC website. It's I-I-R-O-C, I believe, dot com dot C-A. Uh, you'll find it just iRock website, put that person's name in because if any, um, uh, charges against them, they will be posted, uh, nice. as well on the website. Yep. Uh, and, and again, you, you can have, have received a charge, paid the penalty and continue to have a license in this business. Uh, but certainly I don't think anyone wants to deal with someone who's had a You know, murky past when there's a lot of people out there who have very, very clean slates like Jack and I. Um, (laughs) It is National Fraud Prevention Month, my good friends. Uh, If you feel that someone you know, yourself or a loved one, um, has been uh, taken advantage of, uh, Cameron Fisk, he's a fraud lawyer. He's a good fella. We've had his partner in studio before. Uh, The firm is a Milosevic. Fisk. Uh, Cameron Fisk is his name. Uh, it's important to seek advice quickly. Uh, cooling off period is 10 days. Uh, and if it's been misrepresentation in the uh, agreement, there's up to one year uh, out available to you. Uh, so uh, act swiftly and perhaps uh, fix a bad situation. This is Hi-Fi Radio. I'm Wolfgang Klein. It's on the Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. We are at the halfway mark on the show about money. And that means that the glass is half full and a lot more to go. You stay tuned now. Money.
3: Listen, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, money. more money talk. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.
4: I hear you say lights taking you nowhere.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hello, David.
1: Lights are warm.
0: Welcome back to the show, my good friends. It's Hi-Fi Radio, Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. Greatest city on earth, the city of love, shall I say. Brothers and sisters, here we are. Halfway through the show, we're going to be talking now gold. Don't forget it's National Fraud Prevention Month, so don't be frauded. Uh, Gold, well, store of value. Uh, I always like Jack's analogy of gold as to what Warren Buffett said if uh, little Martians are floating around watching us humanoids. Dig gold out of the ground, look at it, and then put it back in the ground. Uh, but hey, it's about 1650 buck an ounce. Uh, low interest rates, good for gold. little uncertainty, good for gold. Uh, coronavirus, I guess, good for gold. Uh, Jamie Carrasco is on the line. He is our gold expert at Canaccord Genuity. I shall say. Uh, he also is a portfolio manager, so uh, well, a little friendly competition. I like to bring him on the air. He's a good guy. Uh, Jamie, thanks for joining Jack
2: and I. How are you? morning. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back.
0: Well, you know, Jamie, i got to say, because I, I, you know, I think you're a little kooky, and that's why I'm attracted to you, but to congratulations. Your gold call, since I think you've joined Canaccord, is actually played out pretty dark. Gold's
4: pretty good. Good Tin yeah. cans are
0: pretty good this week, too. Wolf, tin ca- cans. Campbell's soup. <laughs> Campbell soup. So people stock <laughs> it that up. That story, people? It's breaking out. I don't believe people. Is that true? People hoarding soup because of coronavirus?
4: They actually had good earnings. I think their snacks were doing all right as well. Uh, but sorry, uh, yeah, that, no, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. that became the story, but that's really not the story. But like, gold Gold is real. It's, uh, actually, in Canadian dollars, guys, is gold not at an all-time high? 2200 bucks. So, so is that an all-time high? Yes. Well, that's, that's cool. Uh, you know, Canadians have done well by gold this time around. When uh, Canadian dollar was running par, they had that uh, currency headwind, not the case. Right now, uh, so Jamie, um, tell me. What do you think of gold on a go-forward basis? Can you continue to uh, hold the asset? How much do you think every Canadian should have? Jack and I have zero, by
4: the way, and that's why it's going higher because we're not at that party. Uh, but uh,
0: talk to me. What you, what's what's your uh, Most
4: investors, by the way, Wolf, are underweight gold in their uh-huh. portfolios. There's not a lot of generalists that have an overweight position in gold at the moment. Nope. And, and I know that uh, Jamie thinks that's bullish. And music often it is.
2: Which is music to my ears, ears. First of all, it's not lower interest rates. It's negative rates. Let's call it what it is. We're yeah. going into negative After, rate after, rate
0: after rate. what Jamie means by that is after inflation, you actually are, are losing purchasing power without question.
2: Correct. Plus, there's a lot of uncertainty, which is the main reason that I keep saying
0: that. What, what uncertainty? Dude? Okay, well, Let's yeah. talk glass half full. What uncertainty are you concerned with?
2: Uncertainty? Yeah. Uncertainty. Well, first of all, economic uncertainty, the fact that central banks don't have any... Back up, any let's, let's, stop with,
0: let's stop with economic uncertainty. Unem- Unemployment in America is at a 50-year low. People are working, uh, their balance sheets have improved. The consumer in America is pretty darn healthy, Jamie. I don't know what you're talking about, uncertainty.
2: Well, the, the that, that's like saying, but the problem with uh, with America is global. It's it's the world. Uh, the global economy has been stagnant. It's going to slow down now. We don't know how long this is going to take. Um, there's going to be issues with the supply chains, and it's going to take time to get it started.
0: Okay, no, but Jack just mentioned to me, I'm having fun with you, Gene. We're going to play ping pong here. Jack just mentioned to me this morning Apple's got its factory in China up and running again.
2: Uh, for how long would be the question?
0: Right? Well, I, I think longer than it was shut down for. yeah. For, yeah.
2: But bottom line, hold on a second. So let's look at 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 um, at opportunity for a second. Mm-hmm. Okay, the HUI, which is the sector index, is right now sitting at two hundred and thirty. You're talking That's about the Huey
0: Lewis in the news, the, uh, the, the, the which is the gold miners index HUI in the United States.
2: Correct. Yeah. Last time gold was above fifteen hundred it was sitting at four fifty. So it's indicating that the gold companies are still very low because nobody owns them. Yeah. Um, Agnico Ego, for example, is trading at four times EBITDA. I like cheap stocks. <laughs> I like stocks that are making a lot of money. So buy some they're U.S. banks, they're at cheap. Six... but
0: the U.S. banks, they're cheap, and they pay big, fat dividends. Citigroup trades eight times earnings, sporting almost a 3% dividend yield.
2: Uh, but they're not produced, so yes. But again, uh, Agnico is producing at 600, selling at a 2,200 Canadian. Massive profit margin. Right? And the question is, is gold going to continue to move higher? I tend to say it is, as I continue to argue, because it is ridiculously low in relation to the uncertainty that is happening and the fact that central banks continue to acquire. So I think to be prudent, though, I've never said, you know, put all your money on gold, but we have to have it within a portfolio, asset allocation. Right. my strategy has always been to recommend, and sounds a little crazy, but anybody that I talk to should have at least five to ten percent of your portfolio.
0: I don't think five is crazy; it's almost textbook. Which no, so what
2: I, is crazy is that I have my clients at twenty, and I've had them at twenty all along.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. You made a big bet again. I respect you because you stuck to your. You've done your homework, and well, your 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 thesis has played out. I, again, I've heard similar arguments by the likes of John Embry and my old friend, who was our other gold miner that we like so very much, Jack. Uh, right. No, at uh uh the name behooves us. He was very he was a great guy. Can't remember now. Uh, but, the, Jamie, but he spoke about the supply demand imbalances and the shortages of gold for years, but it never made its way to higher prices. But eventually it has right here at sixteen fifty US an ounce.
2: Mm-hmm. And I would say, take a look at platinum. Look at what's happening with platinum palladium, where the prices are starting to escalate because they're losing control of the paper market. I have always argued, for, since I moved over here while I was at Scotiabank, that gold prices are being manipulated, being held down through the futures contracts, where we have massive leverage because the regulators aren't regulating position limits. Now, we got a little bit technical with that statement. Yeah. You can only short so much. You can only sell so much in the futures contract. Well, those that's what a position limit is, that if you have a ah. big amount of bushels, you can only leverage so much. The position limits have, are not being regulated for a long time, and that's why the price of gold has not moved. goes back to my argument, though, that all markets have been manipulated over the last couple of years, some higher, some lower. Would people be running into the Dow at 30,000 if gold was anywhere near higher than where it is right now? I don't think so. So there is a bit of a of a painting of the tape, shall we say, as we call it. But again, to me, that is nor here nor there. All I know is that as physical demand continues to accumulate, central banks continue to buy, uh, the price mechanisms are going to stop working and the price will rise and that's what's happening.
0: Yeah, well, okay, we're going to paint the city red this morning, my good friends. It's Hi-Fi Radio. It's a show about money and we're talking gold, from fraud to gold and everything in between. That's what the show's all about because we want you to have more wealth. Uh, and with that, of course, comes great responsibility. We'll talk about that uh, as well. Uh, you stay tuned. It's Hi-Fi Radio. is on the Global News Radio Network at 640 in Toronto. <laughs>
3: Making money is the best. So how do you make more money? I put this on it. Plenty of money and- Come on back after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
0: Welcome back to the show. We are talking gold, and as an asset class, it does fit for many people. Jack and I have none. We like tech. We like disruptive stuff. Uh, We like dividends too, like the banks, and don't like oil very much, do we, Jack? No, we don't. Not not. at the moment, no. I was at the key yesterday, uh, having a quick lunch, and a gentleman beside me uh, was impressed as to how quickly I ordered. My meal. He said it took him 50 minutes to figure out the menu. I had it all lined up. I'm a regular there. And uh, as I'm on his cell phone checking some stock quotes and I asked him what he did for a living. And he said, well, he's a miner in town for PDAC, Prospectors and Developments uh, conference and basically all the miners get together first question i asked him was is it busy he said no the attendance is down 20 percent." i remember when uh, gold had its last bullish move and i went to a few presentations jack with our buddy jj and he would always laugh because jj would just uh judge the, the 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 barometer of gold's move i is it getting close to an end based on how many people were at the event right and when it was standing room only get out that's not the case right now, At P- according to uh, this gentleman. Steve was his name Who right. at PDAC. But he's in, the, he's in the copper business, and copper really is not getting a lot of love. Most commodities aren't getting a lot of love. Gold is, Jamie tells us, uh, platinum is as well. So we got Jamie Krasker on the line. Uh, he's with Canaccord. He's a portfolio manager like Jack and I, but he's very unlike Jack and I. He's himself, and that's why I like Jamie. Uh, Jamie has a big position in gold. Uh, he's held a big position in gold for his clients, upwards of 20% in various gold miners, I guess, is what you're holding or have yeah, both bullion and uh, gold miners. Jamie,
2: I have some bullion. I see bullion as cash, but the bulk of the position is in the miners.
0: Yeah. Um, hey, by the way, you used to work for Scotia. Um, some people want to actually buy the metal themselves, and they say, Gee, "I want to go buy an ounce of gold." Uh, is it wise for them to go, to, to go down to Scotia's head office down on Bay Street and buy themselves an ounce of gold? Or are, they, are they are they paying too high of a spread and a premium for that? And I think the, the answer is the latter.
2: Um uh, well, it's not too much of a of a premium um, i I think the the bigger wake-up call is the conversion to the Canadian dollar that really wakes people up because it's not 1,500. It's more like 2,200 when they show 2, up.
0: 2,200 Canadian, yeah, for an ounce of gold, an all-time high uh, in Canadian yeah. dollar terms. So uh, certainly a good hedge, certainly a good hedge. But so, talk, talk, talk to PDA, us about PDAC. Uh, the, the, what's the mood? What's the sense? Um, and PDAC covers all the commodities from copper, palladium, molybdenum, you name it. It's all it's all uh, mined and, and, and shared at PDAC.
2: Yeah, I would say that some of the low attendance was because of what's going on with this virus. I didn't go to the show. I I waited. A lot of people came to see me at the office, but I was at the reception for Canaccord, and I was impressed. We have a really good goal team um, at our own firm, and the companies that were coming through, you know, investors have to understand that this sector has gone through a drought for more than five, six years, so the companies that are remaining are lean, mean, and they've completely reorganized themselves to work in a very low-cost environment. So the ones that are there have the leverage going forward and they're gonna do very well. What is amazing as well is the interest that I'm seeing from non people that have not been in the sector for a long time. And you definitely see that within within the conference and the discussions that I had with new visitors coming in. And also the people that came up from Latin America. I have I, I'm it's my busiest week of the year because I have a lot of clients that come up from from Latin America and there was a lot of new people that came up that I was meeting with. So there is a spark happening and it is starting, which I find, you know, that, that stealth movement that nobody notices is where I get excited.
0: So you have clients coming up from, from Latin America. But that's interesting because they would have a very unstable currency, most likely, whichever country they are in. And <laughs> I, I can see them being attracted to gold. Do you have any American clients? Because that U.S. buck has Argentines been strong, love too.
2: Argentinians love gold. Chileans love gold. Mexicans love silver. Peruvian same thing right there is an understanding that's cool for the metal versus their currency
4: yeah yeah without question so Jamie you talk about all these companies and all these interesting uh, prospects that are out there are are they able to raise uh, funding at a reasonable price just because uh, it sounds like there's some interest but not a whole lot yet you say there's a bit of a spark going on but um, obviously to get the the ounces out of the ground uh, these companies need to raise money so what's what's the cost of capital for them.
2: Well, that's, that's, really, that's a really good question because what I've noticed, so there, is, there has been a strategy that's been played out over the last three years. Three years ago, buying into the pure producers was was, was a really good thing because they were ridiculously cheap. Mm-hmm. Last year, I was buying into projects that were dormant, like QMX. We did our money raise at a nickel. It's sitting at 30 cents now. Right. So there was all these projects that went dormant for quite a while. I chose four of them um, that need to come alive because we haven't been prospecting. We haven't been developing mines. So those are starting to move. So there is a, um, a life coming in or money's coming in and, and interest coming in. A lot of the funding of those is coming from the same producers that have the cash flow now. Right. So so there is development and, and funding coming into the business from the business itself because there is cash flow being generated. That is very healthy because it's those that understand the business, developing the business, right? Um, let's talk about asset allocation just for a second. We've gone from last year being at about 1% of 1% per, uh, allocation in the sector to just now hitting half of 1%, right? So if money isn't coming in yet. All the funding is being done internally because of the cash flow that's being generated.
0: That's very very interesting. We got Jamie Krasker on the line. We're talking gold, uh, gold and Canadian dollars term hitting an all time high, and that's not making the press. So uh, friends, pay attention to that. Uh, we're telling you something that the press is not gold at an all time high. I'm not telling you run out right and buy gold here. Uh, I don't like buying things at an all time high, but the trend perhaps is your friend. Jamie Krasco thinks the trend continues. Uh, when we come back with Jamie, I'm going to ask him for a few gold stock. Ideas, Of course, Barrick always seems to be a go-to name, but I think that thing's lagged as well. So let's ask Jamie right after the break about his favorite gold ideas right here on Hi-Fi Radio, the Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto.
3: Stay with us. There's more shows still to come. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.
0: All right, Neil. I'm trying to give you 30 seconds, then we can pay you for the uh, spin. Are we at 30 seconds yet, Loretta, with him? All right, you're getting paid for that one, Neil. Now, according to our good friend Chris Seism, he said if we play less than 30 seconds, the artist doesn't get paid. And I want to pay Neil. I don't want an angry Neil. That wouldn't be fun uh yes it is hi-fi radio welcome back to the show it's a show about money a little fidelity thrown in of course uh we have jamie krasco on the line he is a gold expert so jamie a couple things jack's gonna fire a at you and prior and i want you to think as well about a couple of let's call them blue chip um gold uh purchase ideas that you have uh for the audience okay let's start with the stock let's let's, give us your stock ideas first and let jack then come at you
2: well, from a risk perspective, start with Franco Nevada, which is the most senior of the of the royalties. It's mm-hmm. not a producer, a strict cash flow set up by Pierre Lassonde. And it has a dividend, by the way, 1.7%. Uh, next, I would go with Agnico like Eagle, which to me, um, we have it on hold because it reported uh, bad news just on the development of one mine. Now, it was a complete overreaction on the price. Now... All of the issues um, that could have been affected have been paid for by the rise in the price because it has such good leverage. Um, Next, I would also look at a senior silver producer. Uh, First Majestic comes to mind because silver will have better leverage than gold.
0: All right. So there you go. So we got Franco, Nevada. That Franco, Nevada, I, I, you're, you're bang on. If there is one you go to, that's a go-to name. It's a, it's a pure royalty stream. So they, they take away the risk of mining, and they just get paid for each and every ounce that is produced, reg- regardless of cost. So Frank, a, Frank is a very interesting idea. Sorry, Jack.
4: Yeah, Nico Eagle is another one that just keeps coming up as well. And I think we had a previous guest talk about it just being a very high-quality asset as well that seems very cheap. But uh, the, the question I'd like to ask you there, Jamie, is uh, it is Fraud Prevention Month, and we've been talking about that throughout the show. Um, how do you spot, how would you uh, go out and, and find, I guess, not a fraud, but I guess start with a bad uh, gold company. So what, what are sort of the key indicators of that? And uh, I think a lot of Canadians know back from the 90s, Brex, and that was actually a fraud. But uh, not going to fraud, how do you look for a good gold company, and how do you identify uh, a poor-performing uh, yeah, gold company? I have
2: company? four requirements for a gold company. First okay. of all, good management. You've got to start with that. Low cost of production, second of all. Um, a lot of reserves on the ground because, to me, that's the leverage. The reserves on the ground are not being priced, and last, geopolitical, where are they? If you, if you can find companies within four of those uh, criteria, you're lowering your risks as much as possible. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a very,
0: very smart, very smart box. What about ESG? Uh, since we're on the topic of twenty, since it's twenty twenty, and Jack, Jack pointed at me. He said, well, we have to pay more attention to ESG this year. And I said, Jack, you're right. Uh, is that coming up uh, in, in your dialogue with management? Because go, 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 sorry. go. Yeah, ESG, ESG, environmental, social, and governance. Because yes, uh, yeah, any yeah, any kind of producer no, no. tends to tends to be a little dirty on the environment. So, uh, who is the most ESG? friendly gold company on the board.
2: uh, I would say that a lot of the companies have actually two issues that I think more than ESG and also community commitment. They evolved over the last you know they 've had such a bad reputation over the years that they 've really changed that The problems with the tailings that were arising, mm-hmm. and there are solutions coming out, and those are coming out from within the industry as well so I would say that that is a very, very important thing for a lot of the companies that we 're working with, especially because in the countries like uh, Chile Peru it, the mining legislations are requiring that those issues be addressed, and the companies are addressing it. So I think when you're looking at the big Canadian companies and by the way, we Canada is 80% of global mining and and there is a high commitment to to those things within it.
0: You you, you mean not not here in Canada, you mean on the Canadian stock exchange. Correct, Global. I know on the on the Canadian stock exchange, 80% of global mining trades. It's not that Canada it produces 80% of the world's copper. No, exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. But so it's funny you mentioned that because when I had the lunch the the By chance with uh, Steve, and I forgot which company he used to work for, Uh, Jack, and I mentioned to you off air, Jack, but anyways, they had a tailing pond in British Columbia, and the dam broke. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it it does have a social governance and and environmental controls are there for, I think, very, very good reason.
2: Yes, they are. And, you know, it's part of the cost of it's not a cheap industry, um, and it's part of uh, all of the costs that go into mining. But it is a needed a needed
4: um necessary evil. uh, Yeah. So Jamie, one of the one of the main points that you brought up there was geopolitical risk. So how do you manage that? Because a lot of these companies are in far regions of the the globe. Um so what do you do in terms of managing risk? Because there's a lot of unknowns there.
2: Well, um You know, I'm from Latin America. I'm from Chile. I understand the politics of what's going on in Chile. I'm a little bit concerned about Mexico right now because of the changes in the government. So I am analyzing that. Um, I did study political science and economics, foreign relations. I love history. I speak four languages, so I follow these things, right? But that is more personal to what I like about politics and following the things, like I don't invest in Africa. There's a couple of good companies that have moved quite well, but I don't like the, I don't like the countries. Turkey. Turkey's another one that, you know. Um, so I, I think you have to be aware of what you're doing, and that's why the safest thing is to stick to Canada, the U.S., Mexico. Um, what about,
0: about Colombia? Yeah. What about
2: I like Columbia, actually. Yeah, Lundin Gold is one of the best projects. It's the old Aurelian that Ken Ross bought at a huge price, and Lundin's taking it over, and they're going to start production. Uh, great company, great family, uh, mining family out of Canada. They've done extremely good work in Latin America, so anything that they touch, I particularly like, and I do own that one in my portfolio.
0: Well, you are listening to Hi-Fi Radio on the Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. It is a show about money. We're here to protect your money from a spending point of view, from a fraud point of view, from the taxman point of view as well. And, and hey, if you want to beat the taxman, give some money to charity and take the refund. And hey, let's just say you were wise and you bought some gold way back when, uh, some Franco Nevada, and the stock is appreciated. Uh, and if you want to make a charitable contribution, donate some shares and you'll get the full value of the certificate uh, that you donate as a tax refund as opposed to uh, selling it and uh, after tax uh, handing that into the charity. So donating certificates is a very, very good way of, uh, well, receiving yourself a charitable contribution and managing your tax bill and doing good for society. Um, If the the gods have been good to you, uh, keep them happy and uh, do good, to others we certainly need it so much homelessness out there it makes me cry each and every day when I see it so we have to give back it's all part of our responsibility Jack and I are trying to help you each and every week to have more money part of it is to get up and go to work I'm sorry to say uh, certainly if you're under 65 and even after 65 you can keep working it's good for you I believe uh, it prevents you from being lonely and vulnerable right and you won't be fraught if you're on your toes you have people to speak with you have a social network so it's good for your financial health and then you have to manage your spending I'm sorry to say don't need to buy all that stuff you got a lots of it. Trust me, you do. It's a shared economy. Maybe you share, maybe you borrow and keep some more money and put it to work. And perhaps a bit of gold makes some sense, Um, but good old quality blue chip stocks and some bank stocks and some tech stocks. You mix it up, have a portfolio and don't do it yourself. It's too much work. That's where you look at Jack and I, WolfgangKlein.com. Lots of answers on the website. Any questions, you can contact Jack or I anytime. We're both portfolio managers. So when you call us, you get two For the price of one and i'm not talking pizza my good friends i want to wish you a great weekend and uh, lots of prosperity and good fortune good wealth and you wash your hands and stay safe i'm wolfgang klein have a great one